0: Dirty pop. And of all these people talk about what's the deal with this pop life and when is it gonna fade out? Welcome to another episode of Pem Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brad Soboleski, and today we're gonna to talk about pelvic avulsion fractures. Avulsion fractures of the pelvis are most often seen in adolescents aged 14 to 7, but they can occur in high-energy trauma, such as automobile accidents or falls. Sudden, forceful, muscular contraction is the cause. Activities where you go from not moving to moving quickly are often implicated, such as sprinting in track, soccer, or football, jumping, kicking, twisting, or kind of doing anything that a gymnast would do. The title of this podcast kind of gives away the fact that these most often occur along the pelvis. These adolescents have very strong muscles. The pelvic apophysial centers don't ossify until late adolescence, so the weak point is the cartilage at the apophysis. A fast, quick movement tears that apophysis off the rest of the bone, thus leading to an avulsion fracture. The most common locations are as follows. First, we have the anterior superior iliac spine. This is where the sartorius muscle originates. The sartorius pulls the ASIS anteriorly and inferiorly. Sprinting and running activities are the most common cause. The anterior inferior iliac spine is the origin of the rectus femoris. These avulsion fractures happen when there is forceful kicking like in soccer. The ischial tuberosity is the origin of the hamstring muscles. Hip extension, like in gymnastics floor routine, hurtling or sprinting, is where these avulsion fractures often occur. You may also see them at the greater trochanter from the gluteal muscles, the lesser trochanter from the iliopsoas, or even the adductor group from the pubic symphysis, or the iliac crest from the abdominal wall muscles. Regardless of location, patients will describe a popping or snapping sensation that coincides with physical exertion and generally stops physical exertion. Some, but not all, will have mild, indolent pain for several weeks to months beforehand, which is basically apophysitis, leading to the eventual break. On exam, patients will limp, they will have point tenderness over the region, and you may see mild swelling. Range of motion, unless limited by severe pain, can be completely normal. Rarely, you can actually see some paresthesias over the anterior and lateral thigh. This can be because there's a large hematoma or the evolved fragment is pushing on the lateral femoral cutaneous nerve. 99% of these injuries are identified with plain radiographs. Ultrasound is useful for seeing the local hematoma, but not adequately studied for diagnosing avulsion fractures. Orthopedists may use CT or MRI if they're going to do a surgery, but in general, treatment is non-operative. Patients rest, followed by gradual return to weight-bearing activities. In general, only very competitive athletes with displacement greater than two centimeters are good candidates for surgery. Less than one in 30 cases need an operation. So instead of referring the patient to orthopedics from the emergency department, you should send them to sports medicine or physical therapy instead because a progressive stretching followed by strengthening routine can get them back to sports. One final tip. Before you just go ahead and say, ah, you've got a hip sprain or bruise, in an adolescent competitive athlete who does fast, rapid motion Get the film. Diagnosing an avulsion fracture will impact the rapidity at which they can return to play, since it will take longer than just a simple bruise or sprain to recover from. As you'd imagine, the best agents for pain management are ibuprofen, ice, and Tylenol. It also helps to have a systematic approach by knowing which bony provinces you will palpate and comparing that to the radiographs that you order. All right, so that's all that I've got for pelvic avulsion fractures. Remember, these occur in teenage athletes. The apophysis is the weak point, and fast, rapid, strong activities will pop that bone free from the rest of the pelvis. Diagnosis is made by physical examination, history, and plain x-rays. Management is ibuprofen, ice, rest, gradual return to play, and surgery is rarely indicated but a good option for competitive athletes with greater than two centimeters of displacement. It goes without saying that I would love the feedback. Leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, send me an email to PEMtweets at gmail.com, or hit me up on Twitter at PEMtweets. For PEM Currents, the Pediatric Emergency Medicine Podcast, this has been Brad Soboleski. See you next time.